All right, I guess you can start. Okay, well, I'm already recording. <laughs> well, do your one, two, three thing or something. Okay, three, two, one, go! Welcome to the Paula and Jay Money Show, a real and uncensored show about growing wealth and financial freedom. Your host, Paula Pant, is a fun-loving globetrotter who lives on the West Coast, focuses on real estate investing, and runs the blog at affordanything.com. Host Jay Money is a husband and father of two who lives on the East Coast, focuses on saving money, and runs the blog BudgetsAreSexy.com. While they may have wildly different approaches to building wealth, they both have your financial independence in mind. Which one most resonates with you? Find out as you listen to The Money Show. Here are your hosts, Paula Pant and Jay Money. What up, Jay Money? What's going on, Paula P? How's it going over there? It's going well. I got some nice jug of water and I'm feeling healthy and I'm feeling excited to talk about money. Hey, wondering why the sound quality kind of sucks? It's because we don't really know what we're doing, at least not yet. So if the sound quality bothers you, just skip ahead to episode six where we figure it out. But if it doesn't bother you, stick around. We got some good stuff. I'm working on a, a cherry Coke Zero. Oh, wow. Yeah, I started this thing where I have like this big jug of water and it has like exactly eight ounces or eight ounces, eight cups of water. I guess whatever like you need to 64 be ounces or whatever. Yeah. 60, yeah. It's like this big, huge honking uh, mug thing. But uh, but it's awesome. I just fill it up in the beginning of the day. And then when it's done, I've completed it. It's like wow. perfect for like ADD stuff. Actually, you know what? I have a friend who um, like in order to to kind of fuel, like, in order to cope with her ADD and, like, let herself kind of walk around, but without letting herself get too distracted, she would just constantly drink water at her desk. And so naturally, she would have to go pee a lot. Yeah. Oh, yep. That's the downfall to all that drinking water. But she said that was actually really helpful because, like, getting up to go pee so often, like, gave her that break. Um, So it kind of, like... You know, she could get some energy out, she could get up, she could walk around, you know, but she had like a legitimate reason to take a break rather than just like going for some random distraction. Right, right. Well, that's the thing about like, like, not that I condone smoking or I'm a smoker, but that's what I loved about smokers is that they always like, oh, I have to go smoke. And then they go have like a social time outside. And I'm like, that is awesome. I wish I smoked just to go like outside with people that I like. You know, right. yeah, I loved yeah. it. And, I, and like sometimes I would go and just stand there, but then I have all the smoke like in my face. Exactly. Like, oh. <laughs> exactly. I always felt the same way. I was like, that's cool. It's like a little club. I want to be part of the club. And yeah, and then yeah. I'd, just, I'd go and I just because I don't smoke, I'd go and I'd just stand there. And but like if you're a non-smoker. Then yeah. secondhand smoke is just extra disgusting. Yeah, so, and you know what? There's like a double uh, standard because I've said when like my friends would go on like a smoke break, I'd be like, "Awesome, I'm gonna go to the bar and get a beer." And guess who gets in trouble? Me, the guy that's gonna go here, <laughs> but they can go out and smoke. You know? Oh, I'm just gonna crazy. go pick up some crack. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Hey, it's uh, the method of choice, right? <laughs> oh gosh. Well, anyways, back to talking about money. I guess we should. <laughs> Uh, so today, like, uh, Paula and I were, were talking and, and there's this whole, like, I guess it's kind of like a debate, like what's more important to do with your money, like save, save, save a lot or earn, earn, earn like a butt ton of money, right? Like, th- like those are really the only two ways you grow wealth. Either you save and you invest it or you make a ton of money, right? Those are the two ways. Yeah. I mean, um, at the end of the day, it's all about earning and saving, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Simple. It's very simple. Now, how you do it and what's better and what you like more and how easy and how hard, that's like the, the tough questions. Um, and when we were talking, I realized that, that Paula and I are pretty, you know, I think we started off on the same page. We were both into, like we thought, at least me, I thought like it was all about earning as much as you can. Um, and then after reading, getting into like early retirement kind of stuff, I'm realizing expenses are really big. And then Paula, you're on the side of more income. Yeah, right? so I I have the opposite experience as you. When I was younger, I thought that the name of the game was all about savings. And so when I started my journey with money, I was really into the saving side of the equation. And the more I learn about money and the more experience I have, the more I'm like, oh no, earnings where it's at. Yeah. So it's it's we have completely the the opposite experiences where you were like 
you started with earnings and then moved over into savings and I did the opposite. Yeah, because for me, like when especially when you're getting a job and you're and you're hustling, like the point is to make money, right? Like that's why you go to work and that's why you work so hard is to earn money. So that's like I just thought it was all earning all the time. Right. And then it's like, well, if you wanna get that car, right, grown up, or you wanna get that, you know, stupid four hundred thousand dollar house that you bought on a whim, you know, you need money. Right. And so that's what I would do. And then I think only it's only been about you know, Miss Mustache and Mad Scientist and a lot of these blogs that are, you know, would be considered extreme. Um, but they I mean, they're in the savings rates, too, and all that kind of stuff. But it was really focused on your expenses. And what I and I think that's like where it clicked was when it was pretty much like, hey, the less you need to live, you know, the, the less you need to make, you know, and it's crazy. Like, it's so simple. Like, if you only need to spend a thousand dollars a month, right? You don't need a hundred thousand dollar job, right? You might have a twenty thousand dollar job and you can live your life, right? Which is really empowering, you know. But if you have like five thousand or ten thousand dollar a month expenses, you need a ton of money just to break even, which is really stressful to me. So that's kind of like where my mind started shifting. I was like, well, how low can I get my expenses? You know, <laughs> and it turns out it's a lot hard. I think it's really hard to, to cut back. I feel like it's easier to earn income, but but it's, you know, it's a trade-off. So, but what about you? What do you think? Well, so that? wait, tell me about the evolution of baby J Money um, and how he grew up into Mr. Grown-Up J Money. Because like, I'm assuming that when you were in college, like you probably had to live pretty cheap, right? Yeah, yeah. How did you deal with that at that time? Because for me, that was when I was like, oh, it's all about savings. So you tell me about yeah, you. Like, that's a good tricky question because when, yeah, in college I had no money. Fortunately, um, I didn't take out any loans. My parents like their mission was to, to pay for my college, and and so I'm going to do the same thing for my kids. And you know, very very obviously blessed and fortunate for that. But you know, growing up, it's like, well, that's cool. Like, you didn't, I didn't have any notion about money or debt or anything. But so when I got to college, all my friends were like partying, and I wanted to party and have fun, and I wanted to go do all these things. And so the rule was with my parents, like, look, we're paying your education. Anything else you want to do, like, it's up to you, right? And I said, all right, well, that sounds like a fair, you know, a fair trade. But I didn't have no money, you know? So I thought, well, the only way I could get money is to work. So that started, like, my, like, I need income to then support this lifestyle that I wanted, right? And I wasn't living crazy, but, like, even, you know, if I wanted to buy beer or if I wanted to go to the movies, you know, any of that stuff, it all cost money that I didn't have. So I hustled. You know, I worked at the bookstore or I started working for the school paper. I was a photographer and I started just trying to make enough so that I could have fun. Right. And so by the end of the school year, I'd run out of money mm-hmm. and the summer would come. And I thought, well, if I want to have fun again next year, then I have to go and earn a ton over the summer. That's going to last me through the whole year. So that's what I'd do. So I'd earn it and then I'd spend it all, earn it and spend it all. So I wasn't into savings. My mindset was I need income to have this cool lifestyle. Huh. Right. And then like, in the real world, it only escalated, right? Oh, like now I want my own place and now I want my own car. I need more money. All right, now I need to get a different job than, you know, a part-time thing on the side. Um, so that happened all the way up until I was 25. Um, and when I, you know, when I bought the house when I shouldn't have, no money down, right? I was always breaking even all the time mm-hmm. um, until I started like, okay, like I need to do something. And I kind of shocked myself by doing like a no spend month for 30 or for 40 days for Lent because I'm Catholic, um, I gave up spending to mm-hmm. see what would happen. And that like totally transformed my money in general point. I was just spending what I earned. And then I'm like, oh, let's, I, you know, I realized you can make money from blogging and online. And I said, oh, let's amplify that. So that's all I did. And I became like a workaholic. Like I'd work 20 hours a day, even though it was kind of fun stuff, mm-hmm. but I would just earn money and earn money. And then I'd bank and I'd save it, of course. And then, you know, I wanted to go self-employed and all that kind of stuff. But really like my whole life, it was about earning money until I stumbled across the whole early retirement stuff. And, and the idea again, that you can, you, your life doesn't cost much to live. Like your lifestyle is low and you're, and you're happy. You don't need millions and billions of dollars to live that lifestyle. Right. So so I started focusing on expenses and I'm, I don't you know, I, I obviously I love both sides of the equation. But right now I'm kind of gung ho, cut down your expenses, cut it down, cut it down and see how low you can go and still maintain, you know, the awesome quality of life that you want. Wow. I have completely the opposite experience, Jay Money. Surprise, surprise. We should start a podcast together. 
<laughs> but I can see where you're coming from because when you describe it like that, it completely makes sense. Like you know, when you describe it like that, it's like okay, well, this is what I want to do. It's going to cost money to do it. So yeah, I can see where how you would have started with the like let's let's earn so that we can spend. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I learned the hard way. <sighs> So, so what's your evolution? How did you, why are you so gung-ho on income? I mean, obviously you're good at saving and investing because you can quit working for the rest of your life and still be happy, right? Yeah. But because your expenses are low too, right? Or am I wrong in that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but so my expenses feel a lot higher relative to what they were when I was younger. Because when I was younger, okay. they were so, so insanely low. And so I'm very happy that my lifestyle has inflated. It's like probably allowing my lifestyle to inflate is one of the best decisions that I've ever made. I think because I started at a rate that was unsustainably cheap. Right. So my kind of evolution was that in college, well, I mean, even starting in high school, I was working these crappy jobs. Like my first job was working the drive through at McDonald's, which just sucks. Like it just, I'm sorry, it's just a sucky job. And so I never wanted to spend money because every $5 was an hour of standing at the drive-thru. Wow. And so I was like, if something cost 10 bucks, I'd be like, well, that's two hours of like working at the drive-thru. I that's don't want to spend awesome this $10. Yeah, that's a really good calculation for anyone to do. That's perfect. I love that. <laughs> um, and so as a result, from day one, from the time I was 15, I never really wanted to spend that much money. And then in college, um, I had to live on a tight budget. My parents covered tuition, so that was taken care of, but I had to pay for all of my living expenses. So my rent, my groceries, um, like all of that came out of pocket. And so I was, when I started out my freshman year, I made $6.45 an hour. And so at that point, like I was working a lot and just trying to like get by. And at, uh, that first year... I was living in the dorms, so I could roll that in with, to it, with yeah, what I paid the university. Right. <laughs> right. Wait, how, how long ago was this, by the way? How, how many years ago? This was 2001 that I started college. Okay, so 13, 14 years ago. Okay. So, yeah, 2001, I start college. That first year, I'm making $6.45 an hour. And second semester of my sophomore year was when I moved off campus. And initially, I didn't have the money to make rent. So I started, like staying just crashing at friends houses you know and just staying on like different people's couches for maybe like two weeks three weeks at a stretch quite literally just couch hopping because i could not imagine having like you need like four hundred dollars if you if your rent is like four hundred a month you need four hundred to make the security deposit and then another four hundred for the first month's rent and i was like how do people get that kind of money you know right. yeah especially when you're making six bucks an hour that's hard yeah yeah exactly so those years were just really tough and then junior year of college i got this amazing job that paid thirteen dollars an hour nice yeah that's badass. that was when my life changed you know and, and then I, I worked 20 hours a week at 13 bucks an hour so i was making about a thousand dollars a month and i was like this is badass i can completely support myself like at a thousand dollars a month i could pay rent so i rented a place that was four hundred dollars my share of it was four hundred dollars a month and i was living with three or four other roommates that's awesome so my bedroom portion was 400 a month and then you know, there was like, I paid for one fourth of the utilities and 200 bucks a month in groceries and about 50 a month for my cell phone. And like, I, I could make it work at a thousand a month. And that was when I was like, holy moly, earning more is the way to go. Like that jump from making six bucks an hour to making 13 an hour. That was the difference between sleeping on people's couches versus like actually renting my own room. Right. Well, and you have the, all that stability too. Like a thousand bucks gives you so many options. Yeah. So the stability is what you really like. Now, interestingly enough, you had all this extra mm -hmm. money because you're renting and cutting down expenses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so then I graduated from college and then my I took an entry-level job making $21,000 a year. So my income jumped from effectively 12000 a year, you know, like 1000 mm -hmm. a month. I was working in full-time in the summer, so I was making a little bit more than that. But, you know, basically my income didn't quite double, but it significantly shot up. And that was just another, like, huge sigh of relief because... Uh, at that point, I could rent something a little bit nicer. So I rented a place that cost 550 a month instead of 400 
And I bought a car that cost four hundred dollars. Oh my god! <laughs> it was great. The car was older than me. Um, it didn't have a seatbelt. The fibers on the seatbelt had completely worn through. Oh my god! But yeah, I mean, it was that was just amazing because to take that leap from earning a grand a month to earning just shy of two grand a month. I mean, again, it was like just the power of earning more was so surreal.、Mm. I could still. Inflate my lifestyle a little bit, you know, get like a slightly higher rent. I could buy a car instead of, you know, that I could use for like any time. Yeah, I would still walk and bike a lot, but you know, like for example, when I had to go to the laundromat, it was such a pain in the butt to take all of my laundry to the laundromat in a giant backpack、oh. that I was carrying on my、oh, back,、yes. you know. And、oh, now、yes. I could just put my laundry in the trunk of my car and like drive to the laundromat. You know, and so that like made my life so much easier. Being able to have that lifestyle inflation,、um, that's awesome. So yeah, so it was it was really cool. And then I've and I just kind of keep see like as as I've gotten older, that's just kept happening more and more. So now I make six figures a year, and it's pretty awesome to be frank. <laughs> it's pretty sweet, you know, yes, because because、so. now I can. Easily save half of my income without feeling deprived. Like before, at when I was making twenty one grand a year, there was really no way for me to save half my income. And if I were to have tried to do that, I would have, you know, Your lifestyle would be different. Yeah, I would have probably had to go back. I certainly would still be living with a bunch of roommates, and I wouldn't be able to afford to have a cat or a dog. And wouldn't be able to have my own washer and dryer. I'd still be using the laundromat, and you know, like all of that would have to happen for me to save half my income at a low salary. But once you're、right. making six figures, you can save half your income and like not even notice it. It's not even a thing because now I live in for the first time. This is actually the first time in my life. I'm 31. This is the first time in my life when I moved to Las Vegas about two months ago that I'm ever living without roommates. And I'm like, this yeah, that, is incredible. That's what I was gonna say. Like you, so you obviously love income,、mm -hmm. but the, the the perfect world, which you're doing, is you're not only cutting down expenses and you're doing income. You're doing both of them pretty damn well, so that you have like super efficiency, you know, which is like the perfect world, right? Like that's what I was gonna bring up. You last, you know, a couple months ago, we were talking. You had roommates,、mm -hmm. right? You didn't need roommates. You don't. You can go buy a mansion if you want to, you know, if you wanted to spend your money that way.、Mm -hmm. But you kept. Your lifestyle, your inflation didn't go that high comparatively to your money,、uh, which is great. Yeah, I mean that's like ideally where you want to be. I mean, what I've what I've started doing is practicing this thing that I call the anti-budget. <laughs> that's basically where I pull my savings off the top first and then spend whatever's left over. What I tell my readers is just pick a percentage that you want to save,、um, and I recommend it's at least twenty percent. But you know, you can go up from there if you want. So. Decide that you're going to save twenty percent or thirty percent or forty percent or whatever. Just pull that off the top right at the beginning, and then whatever money is left over, go wild with it. Do whatever you want. Don't feel guilty about like, am I spending too much money on Coke Zero versus you know、right. turtle food versus what you know like like well, don't like drive yourself nuts making these crazy line itemed budgets. Just yank your savings off the top and and go nuts with the rest. And so what I've done. Um, is I've chosen a fifty percent savings rate, and I just yank that off the top, and then whatever's left over, I just spend freely without even thinking about it. Yeah, and so so everything you're saying、mm -hmm. makes it's good sense. Yeah, right. Like that's ideal. That the big differentiating, I guess, like the only way you can save fifty percent, like right away, is because your expenses are low, right? Like, like, and for you, right? Like, you, you're not married. You don't have kids.、Um, I, I know Vegas. I don't know if it's expensive. Like, depending <laughs> on where you live, right? All these like variables.、Mm -hmm. For me, like my lifestyle costs me like eighty grand, you know, after taxes a year because I have kids, because I've I've chosen things, because you know my wife won't let me choose other <laughs> other options. <laughs> right? There's like it's fine. That's life, and you know, in marriage and stuff, you got to negotiate and all that stuff、uh, or compromise, I guess. Um, but like, I, if I were to right now, like, oh, I'm gonna pick twenty percent or fifty percent, and I just did that, and then I tried to live off the rest,、mm -hmm. bills would be bouncing, and the shit would have hit the fan.、Huh. So, so the reason you can do it well is two: is one, your expenses right、mm -hmm. are lower、uh, because you've chosen right and you're smart, but also 
what you bring in compared to your expenses, like there's a big gap there. Right. Right. So normal people, let's say everyone has like a, like some gap that even if they don't think they do, but maybe it's like only 5%, right? Most Everyone splurges on stuff. I splurge all the time, whether I know it or not, you know, coffee, whatever. So everyone has this gap, but for you, like your gap is so big because of your lifestyle choices and the way that you're, you're strategic about it all. Mm-hmm. Um, so a normal person, like if you check anyone off the street right now and said, oh, pick an amount you want to save, try and just put 20% aside right now, odds are they can't do it. Mm-hmm. I think you have to have the expenses down first or at least somewhat or know like, all right, well, if I like spend a thousand bucks partying a month, mm-hmm. I'm probably going to be only to spend like 400 this month. Wow. Right. That's a big difference too, depending on how you live. Yeah. Um, you know, but if you're already close to paycheck to paycheck, right. I think that's where the expenses you have to do first. And then the income stuff. But, but, you know, obviously it goes both ways. It's funny because I think of it, I sort of think of it as the opposite. I think that the only reason that I can save 50% is because I'm making so much. Because if I were making 21000 a year um, working full time, I couldn't save 50% of that, you know. But making 100000 a year, I could. Yeah, that's true too. Damn you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I guess like, well, and I think the difference is too is like, you and me, like if someone gave us a million dollars right now, mm-hmm. like we're not going to go blow it on anything because like we already have, like we're pretty good with, comfortable with how we spend our money. Like even though like I talk about budgeting every now and then and budgets in my blog name, I don't really budget anymore because I already know everything like it's happening for the most part. Right. And I'm okay with spending a little more like that's worth, that's better to me than, you know, if I spend like $300 more this month. That's okay with me if I don't have to track every penny every day. Right. Um, so you and I, like, we already kind of know how our spending is. So, so you know, but I'm just thinking as, like, a like a person that just came to, like, our podcast or our blog today. And they're like, oh, I want to be better with my money. And and they, and they go and, and chop off 20% right away. I, I In a perfect world, they'd be able to save that and then they'd be forced to only live off of 80%. But unfortunately, like, most people, like, are already paycheck to paycheck or in debt. Like they'd have to like either hurry up and get income or they'd have to move real fast or do something really fast in order to not bounce, you know, and now, now 20% is a big number too. But if you do like one, like I like your 1% mm-hmm. or your, what is it? Every month you increase 1% for a year yeah. or something. Saving. Yeah. So this is, like, a, that's really bad. This was a challenge that I put out to my readers. Cause I got, I was getting so many emails from readers who were like, Hey, I don't feel like I can save any more money. Like I'm already, you know, how, how could I possibly save more? And I was yeah. like, try this. This month, just save 1% more of whatever you currently... Just yes. just save one additional percent of your income. That is 1% awesome. is like... The way to calculate that is to just think about what you make in a given month and then just lop off two zeros. So if you make 2000 a month, 1% is 20 bucks. If you make 3000 a month, 1% is 30 bucks. If you make 5000 a month, 1% is 50 bucks. So like whatever you make, save one extra percent this month and then next month do it again but like increase that so save one additional percent every month see that now that i love so much because that like now compare that to the 20 percent. hey save 20 percent now and live off the rest Mm -hmm. and then compare it with one percent like everyone can save one percent i don't care who you are yeah we all spend money on stuff you might not be happy or it might be hard but you can do it yeah. So the 1%, if you're trying to get up to 20, and let's say you, like all your readers are saying, I don't have any money to save, I don't know how to do it. It would take them two years to figure out how to save 20%. Exactly. And then they will be saving 20%. Exactly. So that, that way you're talking, yeah, like yeah. it's more gradual, that I'm like 100% stamp of approval. <laughs> <laughs> the other one I'll still debate you on, but, but I'm glad this tip came out because that one's really, really good. Thank you. you know? <laughs> I like that one a lot, you know, and I'm just trying to be like, like, if you can just chop off 20% or 50 right from the beginning, mm-hmm. like, then you, you know what you're doing. Like, you don't even need to listen to our podcast <laughs> or a thing unless you just like talking about money because like, you're really good. And there are people like when I coach some, some money people or some, um, do money coaching, like there's people that I've had that like, Hey, I make a thousand a month. How do I survive? And there's people, I've had someone that made like 20 grand a month mm-hmm. and still had no money left over wow. 20 grand. It's just, it's just so insane, right? But so like that person, that person could chop off a lot 
because he knew a lot of it was fluff. Right. And his lifestyle was so extreme that it wouldn't really make that much of a difference. What was he spending on? He like had like maids and stuff. Um, he was going on trips. Like if he was bored one weekend, you know, like, oh, I'll go to the movies or oh, I'll go and, you know, a nice dinner. Like he just like, oh, I'm going to go fly to like London for the weekend. <laughs> you know? Like it was like, I mean, it was just fun. He had the wow. money, right? And, and you know, you're a traveler. You like to be able to do that. For the weekend? Yeah. <laughs> I've actually done that. I've worked at the airlines and flown to London for a weekend. Oh. <laughs> but that's different. <laughs> that's like free. Um, but yeah, so like, but that guy's priority was I need to save money now. And he like owned his own business. Um, and like even like gifts, like when we went, got to like how much he's spending gifts, mm-hmm. um, it was like so much money where it was like, you could still do gift giving without that way, you know? Right. Um, and so that was the priority. Like his priority was, well, I'm having fun, but I want to start saving more for like our family's future, you know? And so then you start cutting back, right? If you, you like, I tell us to everyone with money, like, or with that just, it, that says, oh, I want to save more or I want to retire early. I want to do all this stuff. Is you can, and you said this in our first podcast, if you care enough to really want it to happen, you can make it happen. But you just have to care first, like a lot, right? Yeah. Like that guy's probably been spending 20 grand for years and now he cares. So now he's going to do something about it. Yeah. But I like your challenge. And I'll tell you, so like I started, so you have the 1% challenge. Mm-hmm. I started, you know, going back to the, you know, cutting back expenses. As soon as I heard that, I thought, and I think like something else Mr. Money Mustache said was like, for every expense you cut, like, yeah, you saved it for that month, but then it's like every month going forward, like you, you don't ever need it again. And there was something in there that kind of like rang true. I don't know, it just kind of like clicked with me. And so I, the first thing I did is I still like, well, you know what? Like I have an iPhone that's like 150 bucks a month. Like my cable and everything's like a hundred or $200 a month. Like I had all these expenses that I was just so used to paying for so many years. I've never, I never challenged any of them. Mm. You know, I just did it because I had the money I wanted an iPhone, right? You, you want a smartphone. Right. And so then when I started thinking this, like, how can I have, like, pretty much the same thing, but a lot cheaper? So then I started researching and I cut down, like, you know, my iPhone. I think it, I think it was, like, with Verizon or AT&T. Mm-hmm. I cut it, went to Republic Wireless. I pay, like, 25 bucks a month mm-hmm. now um, versus 150 you know? Or actually, we pay 50 because there's two of us. So that was, like, 100 bucks every month saved. It's no longer an iPhone, but like it's a smartphone, it's droid, it still does camera, it still does texting, like everything you need in a phone, you know, for first world problems, like you, you got it right there. Right. And so that was like a conscious choice. So that one choice, you know, a couple hours researching and switching and all that garbage. But then every single month going forward, it was a hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. It's been a year almost, like I've already saved a thousand bucks off of that one change. Right. And if I keep with it, that's a thousand every year that that's not going out the window. Right. So that's that's a lot of money when you when you, you know, do all the calculations for when you can retire and all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, and so that was just the cell phone bill. So then I did like car insurance. And I think I saved like 20 bucks a month. Then I did cable and it was like saving $60 a month. And I was telling you earlier just now, like I got it. They're like, oh, guess what? All your discounts are expired. You're back up to 150. It's like, oh, God, come <laughs> on. I gotta start all over again. You know, so you deal with that stuff unless you cut cable. But Anyways, the point is, so that to me, like once I started like challenging, like I started challenging reoccurring bills because that was like multiple effects instead of just like sp- saving one time from like, no, nah, I'm not going to go out to eat tonight and save 20 bucks. Right. Exactly. You know, it was like continually. And more importantly, the quality of life has been relatively the same. Mm. So then I'm like, well, man, I started challenging like my stuff, right? Like I have all this stuff in my house. I like it. Some, some I need, maybe, maybe not. But I just started selling. I started cha- finding things that I like and seeing if I can get rid of it, you know. Um, and so I started selling stuff on Craigslist, and I think I've sold like over a thousand or fifteen hundred on that. Like I sell like one thing a week, pretty much. Yeah. And so like this, this is challenging thing. Whether you like savings or income, you know, whatever. Like I, I encourage you to just try and like really double think everything, right? Like question it. Do I need this? Can I have the same thing for cheaper? You know, and it doesn't matter what the answer is. It's just that you you question everything because then like I go to the store mm-hmm. and I go to buy something. I'm like, wait a minute. Like, is this going to end up being sold on Craigslist? You know, like, it's like my first thought. Like, am I going to end up getting rid of this thing? Right. And, it's, and when you get new bills, like it's really just like your whole it's all like a mindset switch that you do, you know, and because you get in that mindset, then you start saving more. And then you start, you know, when you earn more, right, you can bank more of it. So, yeah. So, I mean, obviously, like both income and savings and, and stuff is good. But I think all of us can always, we, like you and me, we can always tweak 
so much more if we actually just took a couple seconds, you know, it doesn't have to be like forever. Yeah, you know, and I, I mean, maybe that's like where I'm coming from was just I'm so habitually like in the habit of of not take like I, I've never paid for my own cable. I've paid for like I had an Airbnb unit. So I put cable in that unit just as for the benefit of the guests, oh, wow. the customers. But I've never, ever in my entire life purchased cable for myself. Interesting. See, you're naturally frugal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just I guess it just all it came natural to me. And, you know, and I think honestly, I think it all just started in college because I had to be because I didn't have a choice. Right. And then those habits just kind of stuck. Where it's held me back is that there are some habits that have stuck in which I spend a lot of my time trying to save money to like to the point where it devalues my time. Yeah. Like, for example, when I when I was making 21 a year at my first entry level job, most of the time I would bring lunch to work. But if I'd forgotten, then instead of buying lunch, I would go to the grocery store and just walk in circles around the store and like eat the free samples. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, Paula. That's all well and good, but at a certain point, I have to be like, okay, I've just had an entire meal of nothing but, like, cubes of cheese. Maybe there's a point where you have to start eating, like, fruits and vegetables because it's healthy, you know? Right, like, right. Well, and also, like, going back to the, the cons, so, like, you know, there's, like, a lot of people are workaholics, right? And, uh -huh. like, and, and I used to pride myself, like, when I went full-time, I was like, I'm going to work 20 hours a day, I'm going to outwork everyone, I'm a badass, you know, like, <laughs> yes, money, 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 come, 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 right? But I had no life, you know, and it never dawned on me until, like, I had kids, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, what is going on here, right? Like, I was in, like, some weird world, like, I, I'm, like, out in the outer sphere somewhere, you know? Um, and so the con to that, I mean, depending on how good you are working and what your job and how much money, all that kind of stuff, but there's, there's trade-offs in, you know, your social life or if you volunteer or your family life, right? Like you get, it's so easy to get, especially online, to get sucked into earnings or making so much money and then you get it and you're like, I need more, you mm -hmm. know, like it's so, it's so, money is so addicting and I'm very like emotional and very like. Like I can get, it's so easy for me to get addicted to stuff. That's why like, I've never tried drugs. I've never even tried a cigarette. I want to, I want to see what the fuss is about, <laughs> you know? but I'm so afraid I'm going to get addicted. Like the only things I've ever tried is like alcohol and cigars and like, God, give them to me like all day long, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I'd be poor, you know? And so, um, actually that helps with kids too. When you have kids, like all of a sudden you're like, oh crap, like I'm responsible for someone else. Like I can't like kill myself. You know? mm. But yeah, so there's definitely trade-offs for sure. And I think that goes to your point too. Like, let's say you are, you, you're maxed out with time spent, right? right? Like you, your max amount of time you can work is 50 hours a week. Yeah. Right. So, so your options are swap out those 50 hours with something that's more, you know, makes you happier or makes more money get a raise, mm -hmm. you know, like all these options of what to do that time or start cutting back or do both at the same time, you know? So that way, like, like even if you're max out time, you can still save money and, and bank it from actually cutting back stuff. But I will say too, like there's a difference between save, like, le like my cable bill or my, my cell phone bill thing, right? Yeah. hundred bucks a month saved. It's only actually saved if you then do something with that money. Right. Right. Like you hear people, oh, I just saved like 50 bucks on these new pair of shoes. Well, you just spent less. Now that $50 went to like the earrings or something. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so, so like that was my second part was when I realized, oh crap, like, let me go and put this somewhere. So it's saved. So I started piling into just one separate savings account. Mm -hmm. So I, and I'm very like motivated when things go up. And so I saw, and so it's been almost a year and there's like five grand sitting there just from these little tiny moves throughout the year. Right. You know, so, so that's the second part. And then a lot of people will say like, you're like mowing a lawn. This is like the thing that gets me mm -hmm. like, oh, like, uh, like my time is worth so much more than like, like paying 20 bucks to mow my lawn. Mm -hmm. So like, I'm going to pay someone else to do it. Mm -hmm. And that's fine. If you don't want to do it, if you, if you're working on a project or you need time with your family, great. But you spent the 20 bucks and, and unless in that same hour, you didn't spend time with your family or, you know, get paid a hundred bucks. Like you, you just lost 20 bucks. Like you didn't save anything, even though like you're not worth it quote. Right. Huh. So like a lot of people say, Oh, that's not worth my time. It very well could be, but unless you actually use that time to make the money, 
then like you just lost money, you know? <laughs> so, I have the complete opposite feeling about this. <laughs> Total opposite feeling. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> and it's 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 exactly for that reason. It's like um like the the way I figure it, you have X amount of time per week that you can realistically efficiently work. Like let's say that that's okay. maybe fifty hours, right? I agree with you. And yeah. so what do you do during those you you have fifty hours you can't realistically push it to like 80 or 90 or 100 because at a certain point you you hit um declining productivity you know right. like at a certain point your brain just conks out and can't do any more effective work and you need to go sleep or exercise or do yoga or hang out with your family or even just lay on your bed and stare at the ceiling like you know there is like a benefit to doing that in terms of like it's just downtime right if you've got 50 hours in you it makes the most sense to me to spend those 50 hours on in the highest and best way that you can, you know, because if you try to do everything yourself, I mean, taken to its logical extreme, like I don't mill my own cotton, you know, I don't like knits my own socks. I don't plant my own corn. You know, I don't, I didn't manufacture the drywall that goes into my house. Right. So like, where does it end? <laughs> So, all right, so using your example, let's say, like, you're a normal person and you spent the 50 hours Monday through Friday, you're done. Mm -hmm. Saturday morning, you wake up and, like, oh, shit, I need to mow the lawn, it's so long. Right. You know, like, oh, I'm worth, like, 100 bucks an hour, so um, let me go pay someone 20 bucks to mow it. Mm -hmm. And let's say it takes, like, an hour. Mm -hmm. So where does your thing fall in line with there? Like, are you... Like, you've already maxed out. Right. So then for an hour, you go to the gym or you practice yoga or you hang out with your family and just, like, have a really nice yes. meal with your family. So, okay. And that, yeah, and that I agree with. So that's what I'm saying. So in that hour, instead of mowing it, you did something productive. Mm -hmm. You didn't make money necessarily, but you did something that your time is better well worth spent. So that 20 bucks was worth it. Yeah. You know, and I guess I'm comparing it. So I agree with you on that. I'm saying if you if you like oh I'm I'm my, I'm not worth you know my money you know I'm I'm whatever too valuable or you know I, I whatever right mm -hmm. you you pay the twenty bucks and then you sit there watching TV for an hour or you just you're lazy oh right? yeah I don't I don't have a TV yeah, oh yeah I don't, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah you're never gonna work for any of these examples because you're not normal <laughs> you suck Paula you a new hook, but hook. you know what I will defend the TV watchers of the world because I do think that there is some value to like if your brain just needs some downtime and like, let's say you get off work at 7 p.m., let's say, right? And then you go on a run and make dinner. Then it's just time to like have a little bit of downtime. I think I... like that hour that you spend watching Game of Thrones, which by the way, yes. that is the one show that I watch. I don't have a TV, but I watched Game of Thrones on my laptop. Oh gosh, this last season's crazy. <laughs> you know, like I think that there's a lot of value in that because like that's... That's that part of that evening where you can just sort of decompress and that that allows you to be fresh for work the next day. Yes. So See, this is this is why this is going to this is hard to talk to you because you're so efficient and so like, <laughs> you know, like I watch I watch an hour every single night too, like like that's why we have TV, you know. Mm -hmm. But like I'm talking like average person like you did your work and on the weekend, right? Like and and I guess let me say mm -hmm. it'd be one thing if you had the money and you're comfortable and you just, you just want to veg out and pay someone to mow your lawn, mm -hmm. right? Like, that's totally fine. By all means, you did your part. Like, you're totally cool. Like, you're happy with it. Yeah. But the people that's like, oh, I don't have enough money to, like, save or invest or pay for college or, like, I'm living paycheck to paycheck. Like, these are the things they say, though, right? Like, a lot of, not everyone, but a lot of people will say, well, I'm still going to pay for my lawn, you know, to be mowed. Where that's, like, one easy option that you could do yourself, right? you know, and, and like, you're not going to miss anything. Right. And like, maybe like, yeah, you can look at like, Oh, it's in nature. Right. You can still listen, jam out to music while you're doing it. You can still unwind. Right. I mean, it's a little more annoying. Right. And let me tell you too, by the way, for the first time in my 35 years, I actually paid someone all month to mow my lawn. So like, <laughs> <laughs> like in, in all fairness. Right. And that was it. Like on the weekends, I have X number of hours to spend with my kids. Mm -hmm. Right. If I'm out in the lawn, you know, I'm not spending it or if I'm doing it when they're not sleeping, I'm not doing the stuff I need to keep my business afloat. Right. Right. I'm totally OK with paying for it as long as you're consciously deciding like this, I'm going to pay for and here's the reason why. Yeah. And again, if you don't care enough to save. Right. Then that's fine. Pay, you know, do anything you want to do. It's your life and, and it's your money. 
It's just when you're trying to like be better about it, these are things you need to start challenging. Yeah. Well, you know, and actually, I think that goes back to my like figure out how much money you want to save. Mm -hmm. Yank that off the top right at the beginning. And then whatever's left over, you can do with as you will. You know, it's like if you decide that you want to save 30% of your income, you yank that off the top at the beginning and then you've got that 70% left over. And then you use that 70% to pay all your bills and there's still money left over in there, then heck, then pay somebody to mow your lawn. Yes. Now, let me ask you why the percentage is like, I don't know. I've mm-hmm. never done anything with percentage until like I started reading finance blogs and it's like, you need 10% here and this percent there. And I've never like, oh, I got a paycheck. It's $2,058. Like I need to put 8% here, 3%. Here. <laughs> Like, no one does that. Now, I know, like, like in 401k stuff or an automation, right, with technology, you can set it. So that makes sense. Yeah. But, like, what about if I'm, like, I want to save, like, like I want to go, um, I don't know. I guess I could say, like, I want to go on vacation at the end of the year and I need 12 grand. Like, all right, well, I need $1,000 a month. Mm-hmm. You know, right. So, so are you, like, is that okay with you if I say I, I want to put set aside a 1000 bucks and then spend the yeah. rest? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, part of it is like, so when you're talking to a big audience, you know, like all all the people who are listening to this, Mm -hmm. for some people... Because we have a lot of people on our second episode ever. (laughs) (laughs) So the two of you who are listening to this... I'm all (laughs) You know, so part of it is like, you don't want to give hard numbers because some people, a thousand a month is all they make, you know? And then some people like make 20,000 a month. So, So sometimes it's nice to talk in percentages because... You know, that way, what you're talking about applies to everybody who's listening. Yeah. Okay. The other thing, though, that I will say from my own personal life, and this is like the height of laziness, but this is actually how I budget. So Will and I both, you know, we're a, we're a two-income couple, right? Okay. And so we actually figured out, and this is so incredibly lazy, but it's completely, it, but it works. It's totally efficient. We figured out. Whichever one of us is earning more, that person is necessarily making more than 50% of the combined income, right? Okay. So, like, yeah. if our combined income is 100%, okay. whichever one of us is making more is making more than 50%. Okay. So, if we just save the entirety of the income of whichever person is making more, yes. then we will naturally be saving more than 50%. Yes, I like that. Again, perfect can... world. Yes, I love it. <laughs> And then we can just whoever, whichever person is earning less, we just like completely just live on and enjoy that money, like without even thinking about it, you know, just use that money to pay for everything, all the bills and everything. And so, so that's actually a big part of why I talk in percentages is because at a certain point I committed to saving half. And then I was like, what is the easiest possible, like, logistically or mathematically, what is the easiest possible way to save half? Right. I know we'll save the entirety of whoever's earning more. Yeah. And that is like, again, this like super efficient Paula over here, like, 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 and and this is why you are where you are. It's totally lazy, though. It's like, I can't even bother calculating half. I'm just, you know. It's so easy to do. I mean, I really like that tip. And again, like, you can't just tell every couple hey, save right. one right away, but but it's something to work towards, right? And this is great because you're telling us how you can, you know, how you're, you know, quote, like financially free as a, you know, a 31-year-old, right? Like mm-hmm. you do these things would sound extreme. Like, again, if I'm like a first-time person on this episode and don't know anything about money and you're saying one couple banks 100% and the other one we live off of, that's amazing, you know? <laughs> like that is like, that is like the dream. And then you get all the questions, how is that possible, blah, blah, blah. And then you have to go back to your history, right? Like all that stuff whatever motivates you to actually take action, like pick that route, you know, yeah. if it's the lazy Paula route, but it's like a huge amount of money. Great. Do it. If it's like the, the goal, attach your goal route, or you're like an emotional person, right. And not good with numbers, go that route. But either way. Yeah. Hell yeah. If you can live off of one, uh, one income of a two person household, all oh, that is like, that's just incredible. Right. <laughs> and it doesn't affect everyone. Kids change things. If you're single changes right. things, you know, so if you were single, you would just do 50% cause it's easier. Right. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess if you like think about our lives, I guess it sounds frugal. For like, like I said, like Will is thirty five, I'm thirty one, and up until about a month or two ago, we were living with roommates. Right. So that's also extreme. Yeah. It's unusual. Like on my on afford anything, I talk a lot about the concept of like rebellion, like rebelling against society and being, and and what I really mean by that is like be okay with doing 
shit that's weird. You know, be okay with doing stuff that other people think is really unusual. And other people are like, dude, you're 35 years old. Why do you still live with roommates? Like, yeah. you know. I got that the other day. Dude, you have a mohawk and you're growing a beard out. And you're, you're, tra- <laughs> you're dressed like like horrible, you know. Like, how? Do, what do you do for a living? How are you able to do that? Yeah. You know? but no, you're right, though, because the more you are you, and especially if you can get away with it more, you know, it doesn't, like, affect, like, job stuff and whatever. You know, like you're going to be a happy person, happier person down, down inside, you know, and, and it, yeah. I think it does get make you more comfortable with taking a little bit risk, even though like it's against the grain. Actually, a perfect example is that whole cluster F on the stock market with China and all that stuff, you know, like it went down like a thousand points. The, the market went down a thousand points in like the first five minutes or whatever. Mm-hmm. And everyone, I mean, now granted, like we don't know the ages and their things, but let's just assume it's like an average age of people that are invested in the market. Like everyone's selling and going safe. A year from now, they're gonna be like, oh, what's the secret to like becoming rich? Just doing the opposite of what you just did. (laughs) Like everything's cheap. Buy, buy, buy. It's totally against the grain for the most part because everyone's freaked out. And if you have like, again, that's why I say time. Like if you have 20, 30, 40 years, don't it doesn't even matter like you should be excited when that happens yeah but if you're like retired and now all your your savings went down the hole then you know that's obviously a different story right but i mean but if you're already retired then you should be mostly allocated towards safer investments anyway ah touche so you're right so it is all idiots to the market then (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's funny but yeah you're right it is going again and that's the thing with money too right because a no one that's why i love blogging and again going back to like why i post my net worth and have real numbers because it's a real person's story mm-hmm. some things i do you'll agree with some you won't right we'll debate like we're doing now you know but it's a real story and people in the real world for the most part don't talk about it right like we'll talk about like the girls we had sex with we'll talk about like how wasted we are we'll talk about all this stuff but like not the like super important stuff <laughs> you know it's crazy and then like especially if you're friends right like and i know it gets weird mm-hmm. and especially if you like know people's salaries right i know that it gets weird for sure yeah you know, but just think of like how much better financially or happier it would be if you and like your close friends were helping each other out or staying motivated, right? Yeah. Like if, you know, cause that's the thing, right? Most people will say like, oh, like we're going out, you know, to dinner and people don't say, oh, I'm going to, I don't want to go. I want to hang out with you, but I want to save money. Right. Like I have a goal to like retire early. Right. But people don't do that. They'll just say no and then offend the other person or they'll just say, oh, I don't want to offend them and I'll just go and suck it up. Right. You know, and it's horrible. It sucks. Yeah, it totally does. And because you know what? I was noticing this when I was hanging out with a couple of friends I, in Switzerland recently. Uh, it was like there were th- myself and three other girls. And I like to openly talk about money and like give numbers. There, <laughs> I mean, you've, you've heard me on this podcast. I'm open and public with it. There are a few numbers I won't give, but everything else I just yeah. spill. Right. And it's funny when I'm around people who are not bloggers, like not finance bloggers or not in this world, because I have to remind myself that to the average person, that's really weird. And that's kind of unusual. Yeah. And so when I was around them, I would start to openly state a number. And then I would kind of pause and be like, oh, okay, so just so you know, I'm really public about this. I write this on my blog. And, and you know, I would give that... I blog about you. <laughs> and I would give that disclaimer before, like, sharing the actual number just to make them feel more comfortable. That's good, yeah. I, I think it, it sort of relieved them of any responsibility of having to reciprocate with their own numbers because it was just me saying, by the way, I'm sharing this with you because I've also shared it with the general public. Right. Yeah, that's a good way to do it. Well, I think, too, if you talk about, and I don't know if you do this with them, like, if you talk about, like, the reasons why you can't do stuff or, like, what the goals are, you know, like, people are generally supportive. Like, going back to your challenge, right? Yeah. If you're like, oh, I can't go out to eat now because I'm doing this 1% challenge and every month I up it by 1% and I'm trying to win. Yeah. Right? People are like, are like, oh, like, oh, yeah, okay, well, what's that about? Rather than like, no, I can't do that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I think to a degree, the more you can talk about money with someone that you love and trust, right? Not like a random stranger, or maybe if that makes you comfortable, I don't know. <laughs> but I think like surrounding yourself with money, you know, people. It's like, you know, when you grow up and you're, my mom's always like, don't hang out with those people. They're like the troublemakers, right? <laughs> Odds are, like now as a parent, I know, like, yeah, I don't want to, I, I should not be with those people because I'm going to go down the wrong track. Mm-hmm. 
and like obviously parents know, but as a kid, you don't care and you just want to do what's cool or what's fun. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, so you, whoever you yeah, surround yourself, if you don't know anyone, read blogs, read like there's millions of blogs and you might not relate to Paula's story or my story, but there will be someone's story that you're like, boom, that's it. And then you just learn and just immerse yourself into this stuff. I mean, for the most part, money is very, a very simple concept, you know, but like once like real life intertwine, you know, mixes with it, it gets weird and emotional and, you know, so like, so once you figure it out, you're good. You just got to mm-hmm. get to that level. Yeah. Mm. Man, that was a lot of talking. Wow. Sorry yeah. We've, we've been on a roll, Jay Money. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I could talk about money or, or battle you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's find more battles to battle each other. Uh, well, what do you think? Should we wrap it up there, Paula P? Probably. I'm sure that some of the, the people, the two people listening probably have to go to work or something. You know, oh, like have to yeah. get out of the car. Productive. Yeah, yeah. I know. Like people who listen to podcasts while commuting are extremely productive. I want someone to like listen to this podcast while they're mowing their lawn. <laughs> <laughs> so they can listen to them. <laughs> be productive and save money. Do you want to um, let you want to go over some like pointer? Well, obviously the main pointer is in a perfect world you, you save money and you earn more. Right. right? So on Afford Anything, I, t- I refer to that as mind the gap. Okay. It's that gap between what you earn and what you spend. Your job is to make that gap as big as possible. And the only two ways to do that are to earn more and spend less. Do both, but like at the end of the day, it all comes down to that gap. That gap is where it's at. And then invest that gap. Yes. Yeah. Good. Create the gap and then invest the gap. I like that. And start small too. Start like 1% or try both, right? Start 1% saving and then try and like, you know, tell go to their lawn and say, I'll mow your lawn for 20 bucks and earn more. (laughs) Make that your challenge for the week. Save 1% and go earn 20 bucks, you know? And then the yeah. one that you like more, just do more of that. <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter which yeah. one. Is like growing your net worth. You know, I've actually been thinking about how to write it because I'm like, yeah, you can. That's like the other side of the 1% challenge, right? You could challenge yourself to save an extra 1% of your income per mm-hmm. month. You could also challenge yourself to increase your income by 1% a yeah. month. If you make $3,000 a month, can you make an extra 30 bucks next yep. month? Same result. And then can you make an extra 60 bucks the following month? Yeah. What would happen if you were to do both? You'd really be moving. But I will say that the, for the income producing, there, there's no limit to how much you can make, but there is a limit on how much at least you're willing to cut back on. Mm-hmm. So you do get a point there for like, if you figure out how to make 300 bucks in a month and then 600 bucks the next month, like you're on to something. Right. The more you can figure out how to make money and then especially if you're having fun, you need to stick with that and keep going because you like figured it out. Yeah. As long as you like it. Every month I save substantially more than I used to earn. That's so crazy to think about. Yeah, I know. Isn't it? (laughs) You suck and you're awesome at the same time. (laughs) Well, that's our show. Paula, let's come up with another sign off. I didn't like our last one. Our our one, two, three, goodbye. (laughs) Bye. Yeah, I have that baby mode. Like I'm trying to teach my kids how to say bye bye. Like all of a sudden that was apparently like the the best way to end it. I told you I wanted, actually, we should say that. Sorry, we ran out of time and, and didn't have enough time to get to Warren Buffett on the show. Oh, Bro, you, yeah, I know. Kimmel lovers. Yeah, Warren Buffett. You're listening, Warren. We're coming for you. <laughs> One of these days. Yeah, I'd be interested to hear what he says. He's really good. He always comes out with the zingers. I know. He's perfected it. So he should have a podcast. Yeah. He I actually, I heard he reads like 80% of the day. Like he just reads and devours information. Wow. It's insane. I mean, imagine doing that 80% and then pulling the trigger. Man, that's, I, I can't imagine, but obviously it's working. Maybe he's listening to this podcast right now. If he was one of the two people, I would, <laughs> and then I'd retire and drop the mic and I'd come out of here. Like, you can't stop that. Jay Money, you already did drop the mic, remember? I you did. dropped it. <laughs> it's circle, it rolls. You would better write that in rolls. <laughs> crazy. All right, guys, well, we'll see you next time. You just uh, keep your money safe out there. Yeah. Take care, everyone. We'd like to thank our sponsors. Nobody! We don't have any sponsors, but we would like to thank you for listening, because if you weren't, we'd just be talking to ourselves, and that would be weird. If you liked us, please do the following three things. Number one, subscribe to this show on iTunes. Number two, download as many episodes as you'd like. And number three, leave us an iTunes review. 
If you'd like to know more about us, check out themoneyshow.co. That's themoneyshow.co.